It doesn't take flashy blockbuster moves to have a great offseason in the NBA. And let me tell you, Monty McNair and the Sacramento Kings once again are having an excellent offseason. We'll talk about DeMontis Sabonis' contract extension plus all the other Kings moves on this returning edition of the Locked on Kings podcast. You are Locked on Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day and now ladies and gentlemen it is that time time for another episode of locked on king Hello and welcome into Locked On Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all off-season long. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I'm a Sacramento sports reporter and producer for ABC 10 News, and I am back. I am so thrilled to be back. I had an excellent vacation. Literally just got home, put my kid to bed, haven't even unpacked. I said, you know what? I got to go record this podcast. I've been itching to talk Kings basketball because... Right before I left, the Sacramento Kings made their big move, um, or one of their big moves of extending or rather resigning Harrison Barnes. And I know a lot of that was met with some mixed or negative reactions from Sacramento Kings fans. And the last podcast episode I recorded over a week ago was explaining to you why this was a good thing, no reason to freak out, why and no reasons uh, bringing Harrison Barnes back uh, is a bad thing. And I've been off social media for mo most of this week, so I'm not sure if you still feel that same way or if you're still struggling uh, with uh, understanding or appreciating that Harrison Barnes move. Uh, but regardless, right as I got onto the the, the cruise ship, the bomb dropped of the DeMontis Sabonis uh, contract extension, which of course we're going to spend a lot of time talking about. And then the other moves started uh, coming through over the course of when I would get cell service and when I would get internet connection, I would see the moves that the Sacramento Kings were making. And uh, I've been dying truly to record the Locked on Kings podcast. I've been dying to talk to you uh, because I have so much positivity uh, to to share about this offseason that the Sacramento Kings are having. Now, those of you who have listened to me for a long time, many of you think for some reason I'm a, uh, I'm a shill or a mouse, mouthpiece for the organization. I don't say anything bad about the organization. This is probably going to add fuel to your fire or fuel to your argument, but I don't really care because I'm genuinely authentic with the feelings that I have towards the offseason that the Sacramento Kings have had, and the title is fitting. This is a sneaky Great offseason for the Sacramento Kings. Maybe it's not as flash or flair or exciting as Sacramento Kings fans wanted it. Maybe it's not as big uh, or explosive as maybe we thought it was going to be after the Kings made their trade night uh, or, or the uh, draft night trade of sending Rashawn Holmes uh, and the rights to Omax Prosper, uh, Prosper to the Dallas Mavericks to free up money to potentially take a big swing. It might not be that kind of offseason for you, but I'm telling you, Monty McNair has once again hit it out of the park with this offseason. And it starts specifically with DeMontis Sabonis. Now, of course, Harrison was the first major move, and I've shared with you that Harrison was always going to be the foundation of what the Sacramento Kings did this offseason. The decision about Harrison Barnes was going to kind of be the placeholder, and it's perfect that the Kings and, and Harrison Barnes came to a ex uh, contract extension before free agency began because that was going to be a day one free agency decision no matter what. And based off of how things went, and we talked about this in great detail, 
for Harrison to be reportedly in, in deep negotiations for the King with the Kings, then for it to go quiet for a couple of weeks, then for it to heat up at the end suggests that the Kings were looking at other opportunities, looking elsewhere. And I'm going to talk a little bit later about the other contracts that targets on the Kings radar, at least names that were rumored to be floated around or in, in conversations with the Sacramento Kings, the deals that they got compared to the deal that Harrison Barnes got is really significant. I'm going to get to all that in a second, but I think a lot of people are going to feel underwhelmed by this offseason because there's not a lot of new. A lot of you are going to say, man, the Sacramento Kings are just running this offseason back. But even if the Harrison Barnes signing is the foundation of this offseason, the big splash, if you're looking for one, it happened. It's DeMontis Sabonis signing a contract extension. I know Sabonis has already been here, so it's not new, but what it is is significant. Look at it this way. The five-year, $217 million extension DeMontis Sabonis signed. Think of it not as the Kings are bringing back a player that was on this team last year. Think of it, think of it this way. The Sacramento Kings just secured a all-NBA center for the next five years until they can choose to, to trade him away. Right. Like that's a big deal. If you look at it through that context, look at it through that scope, the Sacramento Kings willingly or, or, or convinced or signed a, uh, an all NBA center who was willing to return to Sacramento. He got paid. Demonis Sabonis absolutely got paid again, a five year, $217 million deal. That's a massive payday for Demonis Sabonis, who are, who was significantly underpaid for the production that he had, right? And this uh, this contract extension also includes a restructuring, which essentially this first year, of the, this final year of his last contract is now the first year of his new contract. So we got to raise this upcoming season and then the contract continues for the next four years after that. It's So DeMondis Sabonis is under contract with the Sacramento Kings for the next five years. Again, an all NBA center, chose to remain in Sacramento, chose to sign a long-term deal with the Sacramento Kings. If that if that were the context of, but it was a new guy, we would all be losing our minds, right? And you should still be losing your mind about the fact that DeMontis Sabonis is, is re-signed and extended. I know some people have a sour taste in their mouth with how the Kings were eliminated from the playoffs last season and how DeMontis Sabonis struggled against the Golden State Warriors. But don't allow that one playoff series to cloud your judgment. Now, if DeMontis Sabonis over these next five years has multiple playoff series where he really, really struggles, first off, he might not make it through the entire five years here in Sacramento because the Kings might elect to move on from him and move in another direction, and nobody should be rooting for that because that means the Kings aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. I'm I'm fully confident that once DeMontis Sabonis gets another opportunity in the playoffs here in Sacramento, he's going to be significantly better. I'm full confidence DeMontis Sabonis is going to be much better at the things like taking that mid-range jumper and, and being more aggressive and making the right decisions. Um, I'm confident that we're going to see improvement on that as early as the beginning of next season. All of the fear of the Tyrese Halliburton trade is now gone, right? You could still say, okay, what, let's watch Tyrese Halliburton. He also got a massive uh, contract extension too. Good for him. A max deal with the Indiana Pacers. Congratulations, Tyrese. He absolutely deserves it. Of course, he was a first-time All-Star this past season. Like Tyrese is still going to have an excellent career with the Indiana Pacers, and Tyrese Halliburton fans here in Sacramento are always going to maybe have a lump in their throat or, or feel a little sick at seeing Tyrese 
in Indiana, right? I'm not saying that that completely disappears and that just goes away. But what were we talking about with this DeMondis Sabonis trade? The Kings are winning right now. Everything's great. But there's this looming question of will the Kings be able to retain DeMontis Sabonis? And if he leaves in free agency, then the Sacramento Kings has traded away control of Tyrese Halliburton for years for essentially a couple seasons rental of DeMontis Sabonis. By extending DeMontis Sabonis, all that fear is gone. The trade is done. It's secured. It's a win for the Sacramento Kings. It's an absolute win for the Sacramento Kings. From this point on, what Tyrese Halliburton does and what DeMontis Sabonis does, it's irrelevant to this in the context of the trade. It was a great trade for both teams. Both teams have moved on. That trade is officially put to bed. The two players will always be compared to each other because they were traded in a blockbuster deal for one another. But we can't look at two years down the road what Tyrese Halliburton does or what DeMontis Sabonis does and says, man, that was bad for the Pacers or man, that was bad for the Kings. It's done. It's over. And specifically for the Sacramento Kings, not only did they manage to secure DeMontis Sabonis, they managed to do it without even running the risk of losing him in free agency next summer. They didn't even let it get to that point. DeMontis Sabonis would have gotten a boatload of offers from other teams. There would have been significant interest in DeMontis Sabonis next offseason, no matter how this season went. I guarantee you that. The Kings weren't even didn't even run the risk of losing him and allowing him to walk away and choose another team and leave Sacramento. They got the deal done. They secured it today. That is a significant win for Monty McNair and the Sacramento Kings. And on top of that, the Sacramento Kings have opened up next offseason, made next offseason significantly easier. If the Kings did not get this deal done with Sabonis this offseason, if they did not get this deal done, they would have all focus for next offseason would have been around signing, bring back DeMontis Sabonis first and foremost. Everything would have been built around that, meaning there's a chance the Kings could have lose, lost Malik Monk or during negotiations, there's a chance that the Kings maybe couldn't make a big move or make a big trade or make a, uh, try and attract another free agent. Their, their money would have been uh, locked up in cap holds and in negotiations for DeMontis Sabonis. Now, of course, they could have done the same thing that they did with Harrison Barnes right before um, free agency began, extended Sabonis. Then we have no idea, but the Next offseason is significantly easier for the Kings. And on top of that, if you were one of the people clamoring for a big Kings move this offseason, the table is set perfectly for this now, especially with the Harrison Barnes and DeMontis Sabonis signings. You don't have to worry about Domas next offseason. He's secured. I think Malik Monk is going to be a top priority for the Sacramento Kings and free agency next offseason. I don't think there's too much that can happen this offseason or this regular season upcoming, rather, that will change that. But the table is set with the contract that Harrison Barnes has signed with the fact that the Kings don't have to worry about DeMondis Sabonis. If they want to make a big fireworks move to potentially go for an NBA Finals push at this trade deadline or next offseason, they can do that now without the concern of having to put every move on hold for what happens with DeMondis Sabonis, right? So many teams, when they're dealing with these, like look at what happened with the Portland Trailblazers, right? And what's happening with the Trailblazers right now and Damian Lillard, right? Like, Everything was on hold, not just for the Trailblazers. Everything was on hold for a lot of different teams wondering what the Trailblazers were going to do and what they were going to decide on draft night and how that would affect Damian Lillard's future in Portland going forward. Now, of course, we know they took Scoot. Dame wants out. He wants to go to Miami specifically. All that fallout. But teams kind of have to sit there and wait to see like what's going to happen. 
the Kings don't want, didn't, did not want to be in a position and do not want to ever be in a position where a marquee free agent that's on their roster, especially one who's as important as DeMontis Sabonis, is sitting there with offers in front of him, and the Kings are waiting for what Sabonis is going to decide to do to make moves elsewhere, right? The, the Kings don't ever want to put themselves in that position. Now they know they have long-term control over an all-NBA center. He, he matches still perfectly, of course, with their long-term control of their superstar and De'Aaron Fox, who's still expected to keep growing and keep getting better. Like, the Kings are in a phenomenal, phenomenal position. They're having a phenomenal offseason, and this DeMontis Sabonis re er, contract extension should not be brushed under the rug and should not be undervalued or underappreciated simply because Sabonis is returning, right? Nothing... Nothing has changed on the court for the Sacramento, <clears throat> excuse me, for the Sacramento Kings when it comes to Sabonis. Nothing has changed, but everything has changed, or in, in fact, everything has been secured within the organization and off the floor. The Kings can offer it, operate going forward, not just with the belief that Sabonis is going to be here, but now with the knowledge, the fact, the truth that Sabonis is here for the long haul. And now you've turned the page and you go to the next chapter of over these five years, how do we get at least one championship in, uh, in the Sacramento Kings history books during this five-year run? Maybe two, and then three, and then four. And then we worry about signing Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox to future contracts and going for a dynasty like the Golden State Warriors had, right? One can dream. But you're on, you, you've taken the next step at least in that direction. Of course, that wasn't the only move uh, that Monty McNair and the Sacramento Kings made. I'm going to talk a little bit more about the Harrison Barnes deal and how it looks even better based off of the other moves that were made around the league. Got to talk about Sasha Vazenkov. Got to talk about Trey Lyles. The Kings even made a really, really good trade once again with the Indiana Pacers to talk about. That's all coming up here in just a second after I tell you about a great sponsor here of the Locked on Kings podcast, a sponsor that's really important to me. It is Better Help. Look. I've shared before, and if you're new to the Locked On Kings podcast, uh, make sure you really listen to this. This is not just an ad read. This is something that's, that, that I think is important to hear. Mental health is no joke, right? Mental health is to be taken seriously. And what I love about the NBA and other professional sports is you're seeing teams really make an emphasis of taking care of their players, emphasizing mental health, right? Therapy is one of the best things you can do for yourself, and you do not have a problem that is too small for therapy. A lot of times you'll hear people say, you don't have a problem that's too big for therapy. Too small might be even more important because I was the kind of person that didn't think I needed therapy because I didn't have any major issues with me. I didn't have, I wasn't battling any kind of illness or anything like that. I didn't have any massive trauma in my life, but I have daily struggles. We all have daily struggles that we need to work through. And therapy is so important for that. If you're thinking of starting therapy, if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, try BetterHelp. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. What you do is you fill out a brief questionnaire, and you'll get matched with a licensed therapist. And here's the best part. You can switch therapists at any time because making that connection with that therapist, building a bond, building trust with that therapist is so important. That's what I was able to do uh, with my therapist, TJ, that I see all the time. Uh, go and give Better help a try. You can try out multiple therapists. They're not going to charge you for uh, finding that right therapist that works for you. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnNBA. 
So maybe you're underwhelmed by the DeMontis Sabonis resigning. Maybe you're underwhelmed by bringing back Harrison Barnes. Part of me understands it because sometimes, like, we want change. Now, Monty McNair has made it very clear over the course of his uh, time here in Sacramento that he's not going to make a change for the sake of change. He's not going to make a trade just to make a trade. He's not going to make a signing just to make a signing. Everything has a lot of thought behind it. He's doing, obviously, what he feels is best for the success of the Sacramento Kings, and based off of his track track record over a short time here in Sacramento, he should have our full faith and full belief that he is going to execute uh, correctly and make the right decisions towards helping improve the Sacramento Kings team. Just look at his resume to this point. But on top of that, like the context of moves around the league, especially when it comes to free agency decisions, I think is so important. And as free agency day one specifically, but day one, day two, as these deals started to be announced and these contract figures started to be reported by Shams and Woj and Chris Haynes and, and whoever who was reporting, as these numbers started to come out, it made more and more sense why the Kings decided to stick with Harrison Barnes. Now, even before we knew the dollar figures, like it, it made sense for the Kings to bring back Barnes. I've laid it out for you already. I don't need to go into too much detail again, but, but simply put like he fits with the Kings. He's super reliable. He played every game for the Kings last season. He already knows this Kings offense. Sure. He disappears at times, but he's a fourth or, or fifth option uh, for the Sacramento Kings in that starting lineup. He's someone he's just, he's a solid consistent player and he's really important to that locker room. So there are multiple reasons why it already made sense for the Kings to bring Harrison Barnes back without the dollar figures. But then we got the dollar figures of what the, of the deal that Harrison Barnes signed uh, a uh, three year, sorry, uh, three year, $54 million extension right around that. Uh, that was right around the range that I felt comfortable giving Sabonis or rather giving Harrison Barnes, excuse me. But then you see the names that the Kings were reportedly interested in or names that were somewhat connected, whether it was true or it was not. Names like Kyle Kuzma, names like Draymond Green, names like Jeremy Grant, right? We see the numbers that they got, and we see the number that the Kings signed Harrison Barnes for, and we realize, okay, not just did the Kings secure a starting small forward. Make no mistake, Harrison Barnes is absolutely 100%, no matter what team he goes to, he is a starting small forward in the NBA. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Even if you're disappointed with how he played in the playoffs, even if he has a history of times disappearing in the playoffs, even if you want the Kings to improve their starting lineup, which theoretically they could have done by really forking out some money, which I'm going to show you in a second, Harrison is not a bench player. He's absolutely a starter, no matter what you think. So you secured a starter, on a three-year, $54 million contract, when a player like Kyle Kuzma, who is younger for sure, offensively, definitely a sexier option, probably scores more for the Sacramento Kings. Defensively, if he's better, it's marginal. Like, they're they're pretty even at times. I would say Harrison Barnes is probably better defensively than Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma signs with the uh, Washington Wizards, returns to the Wizards on a four-year, $102 million deal. What about Draymond Green? Now, we heard a lot of connections and reports that the Kings were serious players for Draymond Green. I think a lot of you were naturally skeptical of this move isn't going to happen. The Kings are being used as leverage, which, again, I had no issue. No issue whatsoever with the Kings being used as leverage in the Draymond Green sweepstakes. If the Kings can be used to ultimately force the Warriors to pay Draymond Green more, so be it. 
And that might be exactly what happened because the Draymond Green uh, or Draymond Green secured a four-year, $100 million contract. The fourth year is a player option that Draymond Green should have accepted tomorrow or, or should have accepted yesterday, rather. Like he, Draymond Green is going to go all four years on that contract. A four-year, $100 million deal that the Warriors gave him. And then the news drops about this Jeremy Grant deal that the Portland Trailblazers gave uh, Grant Knight. Look, I, I don't think that Jeremy Grant to Sacramento was ever really a, a possibility. I don't think it had much of a chance compared to Kyle Kuzma or compared uh, to, to Draymond Green. But Jeremy Grant is a name that's been floated around the Sacramento Kings at least a little bit uh, over the last handful of seasons. And Jeremy Grant signed a five-year, $160 million deal with the Portland Trailblazers. So three names that are theoretical Harrison Barnes replacements that would improve the Kings starting lineup, you would think are ridiculously more expensive than the deal that the Kings got for Harrison Barnes. That is very significant because once again, Monty McNair maintains his flexibility out of all these players. He got the best contract out of all those four, it's not even close. And the Sacramento Kings as a team are still improving while Monty is still setting himself up to not be handicapped and not be stuck essentially paying a heavy lottery penalty for a team that hasn't done anything yet. If the Kings give Kyle Kuzma these numbers or Draymond Green these numbers, and certainly Jeremy Grant, but I'm not even going to humor that. Like the Kings would never have given Jeremy Grant five years, 160 million. Just chuck that out the window. That's not going to happen. But let's say Kyle Kuzma. That was a name that a lot of Kings fans wanted. And a lot of people thought the Kings would be serious players for Kyle Kuzma. And it sounded like maybe conversations were happening with Kyle Kuzma and with other free agents while there was a hiatus in negotiations with Harrison Barnes. And hey, maybe this is the reason why the Kings decided to stick with Harrison Barnes and not pursue Kyle, pursue Kyle Kuzma because these were the numbers that Kyle Kuzma was going to be getting in the, in the free agent market. And Monty McNair didn't think it was worth paying Kuzma that much money, potentially putting the Kings in the luxury tax for a team that really like you, you uh, keep these other moves, keep Sasha Vazenkov, Trey Lyles back, Alex Len back, Chris Duarte trade. We're, and I'm going to go over all those in a second. Keep all of those there and, and replace the Harrison Barnes move with the Kyle Kuzma move. Also, I have no idea financially if the Kings could have paid Kyle Kuzma that while also extending DeMontis Sabonis. I don't have the numbers in front of me. Maybe that's in question. Maybe it's not. Let's just say that they could still do that deal. Let's say, let's say everything was the same, but you replace Harrison Barnes with Kyle Kuzma. Are the Kings really that much more of a championship contender with Kuzma instead of Barnes? And if you say yes, I think you're you have to realize that if it's if that's the case, it's because Sabonis and Fox are still the ones making those big leaps. Kyle Kuzma is not going to turn the Sacramento Kings into a title contender. He could help them win, absolutely. So can Harrison Barnes, and Harrison Barnes is significantly cheaper. Like the Kings, I think, made this the, the absolute right choice here. And I think the rest of the market should make Kings fans feel a lot better, even though it's not our money, right? This is money that Vivek Ranadive and the Kings are spending. This has nothing to do with us, so we don't have to care about the salary cap nearly as much as they do. It's not our money. But still, like Kings fans should look at these numbers that these other players got and look at what the Kings got Harrison Barnes for and say, okay, I understand. I realize it. And also recognize that even though the Kings are bringing back Harrison Barnes, even though the two biggest moves that the Kings made this offseason are bringing, their, bringing two starters back, 
this Kings team is still improving. Their main improvement was always going to come from the players that were already here. But the other improvement comes from other players who are returning and some new faces. Let's talk about some of these other moves that the Kings made. We finally got confirmation that Sasha Vazenkov is joining the Sacramento Kings. He's here in Sacramento. Actually, technically right now, he's in Las Vegas with another couple of Kings players. They're sitting courtside. I'm As I'm recording this, the Kings are playing the Atlanta Hawks right now in their first summer league game. I haven't even touched summer league. I've, I haven't even touched the California Classic yet. That's going to be on future episodes because I just have to talk about this offseason. But Sasha Vazenkov is a Sacramento King. The Kings gave him a number that he couldn't turn down. He was making $2 million or so a year over uh, with uh, w- uh, with Olympiacos in Greece. Here he is signing a three-year, $20 million deal, making slightly less money than Keegan Murray is making per year. Like, he couldn't turn that down. And I'm going to have a podcast coming later, probably this weekend, of why I'm getting more and more excited about what Sasha Vezenkov is going to bring to the Sacramento Kings and how he's going to fit with the Kings. I'm getting more excited about it now that he's here. But Sasha Vezenkov is potentially a big upgrade that the Sacramento Kings are making, a big improvement He's not a massive needle mover, and he's not someone that the Sacramento Kings should be looking at as a massive savior. But again, he's a big improvement that this Kings team made. And once again, he's on a team-friendly deal. Then you have Trey Lyles returning. Now you could say, Matt, this is just the Kings running it back again. Sure, but Trey Lyles was excellent in his role for the Kings. The Kings were not going to find someone who was better for that role for the price tag. Trey Lyles comes back on a two-year, $16 million per year deal, $8 million a year. That's a great price for Trey Lyles and what he does. Then, if you want to continue to talk about running it back, the Kings bring Alex Len back on a one-year, $3.2 million deal. Alex Len is center depth. He's big man depth. Once again, he's already been here. He knows what his role is here in Sacramento. He got playing time during the NBA playoffs and actually did pretty solid at times versus the Golden State Warriors. Is Alex Len going to get a lot of playing time? Is his role going to be vastly different? No, I don't think so. I think the Kings brought him back for depth. He knows what he's doing here. He knows what his role is here. I very much believe that going forward, when it comes to rotations, we're going to see a lot of Vizenkov at the four and Trey Lyles at the five. Uh, and, and Lyle's playing a lot of the backup center minutes, even with Alex Len here. We still have a decision to be made on Nemeas Cato. We have no idea what the Kings are doing with that. But, like, these are all moves that make sense. And then you have the Chris Duarte trade with the Indiana Pacers. The Kings bringing in Chris Duarte for two second-round picks. That's basically nothing. A 26-year-old wing. He did have a decline last season after a really promising rookie season. Monty McNair definitely has a type like older prospects with high defensive upside, Davion Mitchell, Chris Duarte. Uh, I mean, Keegan Murray, maybe not the massively high defensive up to- upside, but we know Keegan Murray was a, a older draft pick. You can look at Jalen Slauson uh, and Colby Jones, right? Older draft picks, older prospects. Like Monty definitely has a type. He likes older or older prospects. Chris Duarte fits that um, mold. He's a very versatile defender. He's a wing. Always adds depth for the Sacramento Kings there. He's the one that's going to take, I think, that probably consistent rotational wing position other than Malik Monk and Davion Mitchell. We'll see how all three of those fit together. He shot 37% from three-point range his rookie season, 2021-2022. That dropped down to 32% last year, but on offense, he can space the floor. He'll stay out of the way. He can at least fit in while helping the Kings improve marginally on the defensive end. Like all moves that make a ton of sense 
that we're going to break down more as the offseason goes on, as we get into training camp and things like that. I actually have a uh, interview coming up with Tony East, who's the Locked On Pacers host. He's going to join me next week. We're going to talk about this Chris Duarte deal and what the Sacramento Kings are getting in Duarte specifically. Plus, I don't think it's a coincidence that Chris Duarte's best season as a rookie was when he was playing alongside DeMontis Sabonis. And after Sabonis left and guys like Buddy Heald and Tyrese Halliburton came in, we saw Duarte drop off because his role dropped off a little bit in Indiana. That's obviously changing. He's back with DeMontis Sabonis here in Sacramento. I think this is a great deal for the Kings too. Check all the boxes for Monty McNair having a really, really solid offseason. Of course, ultimately time will tell, but I'm telling you, a sneaky great offseason is happening right now and has happened here in Sacramento once again, and you should be excited about it. So just looking at a 10-man rotation for the Kings, you're looking at De'Aaron Fox, Kevin Herter, Harrison Barnes, Keegan Murray, and DeMontis Sabonis as your starting five. Malik Monk is your sixth man. Davion Mitchell, Sasha Vazenkov, Trey Lyles, and Chris Duarte coming off the bench. Those are your 10 guys right there that you could feel very confident in playing consistently every single night if you're Mike Brown. And then that doesn't even include like the Kings rookie Colby Jones, who's been playing really solid in, in California Classic and in some relate to this point, and is someone who could definitely knock on the door and force himself into some rotational spot minutes. Same thing with like Kessler Edwards, right? The Kings are putting together a really solid roster, even if they're not making as massive of splashes as teams like, of course, the Phoenix Suns are making and the Los Angeles Lakers have had a really good offseason and blah, 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 blah. Those teams definitely are getting better, but so are the Sacramento Kings. It's not sexy, it's not flashy, but it's good, solid basketball players. This Kings team is looking to improve on what they built last season, and what they built last season was not a fluke. It is not a fluke. They're marginally improving it with the belief that the best improvement, the greatest improvement for this Kings team is going to come internally, going to come from the group that was already here and now is secured to be here long-term with DeMontis Bonus signing that contract extension. I also haven't even talked about Keegan Murray. Right, Coming up on the next episode of the Locked on Kings podcast on tomorrow's episode, we're going to talk about Keegan Murray and his dominance in the California Classic. There was a bar on the cruise ship and they were airing all the California Classic games. So I got to watch Keegan Murray absolutely explode on uh, or in, in Sacramento. It was so much fun to watch. And this is why I'm telling you, not only do the Kings view him as an all-star, I believe that the Sacramento Kings have their third their their third option offensively, their third leading scorer, and that guy to help create his own shot when DeMontis Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox aren't able to do it for themselves or defenses are hyper-focusing on them. That is Keegan Murray's role. That is the next step for Keegan, and I'm going to talk about that more, and we're going to look at his two, his two performances in the California Classic and project his future going into next season on the next episode of the Locked On Kings podcast. So I hope you will join me for that. Thank you so much for being patient with me uh, over the uh, the break, all the kind messages that I got, wishing me the best uh, during that uh, vacation. That's wonderful. Those of you who have been on a cruise ship before, you know when you get off a cruise ship, you're still kind of rocking and moving, and I'm not going to lie to you. I am moving and swaying right now, but I'm so glad to be back here on Locked on Kings. Glad to be uh, pumping out episodes for you again, and that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to try and have like, five, six, seven straight days of episodes here for you over the next week and some change. Of course, Las Vegas Summer League is going on right now. I'm not in Vegas this year, but I'll be following and watching games. We'll talk about storylines from that. I have other great interviews and stuff planned too coming next week, so we're diving right back into it, uh, and I hope you will join me for all of it. Thank you so much for all your support as always. Can't wait to have you join me on the next episode of Locked on Kings. Until then, my name is Matt George. You've been listening to the Locked on Kings podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network.